back to another episode of At the Father's Feet. Uh, my name is Linda Zaza. As you know by now, uh, here at the Father's Feet, we have conversations with men uh, about men around issues that trouble men. Now, today I am joined by someone I would like to call a brother. Uh, I saw him on social media and stalked him on Facebook. And here we are today to have this conversation, uh, which I will explain to you. His name is uh, Do Good Kelly. And um, before we introduce the topic for the day, um, I would like to give an opportunity to Do Good Kelly just to introduce himself, who he is, where is he from. Um, you know, our intention or my, or the intention of the podcast is to touch as many lives as possible. And um, Dugut Kelly shared something on social media, which I'll talk about shortly. But I just want to allow him an opportunity to just introduce himself, who he is, where is where he is at the moment, uh, before we get into the conversation. Ekairo, uh, sir, how are you? Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. My name is Dugut Kelly. And uh, Nigeria at the moment, and uh, I'm a pastor, but I don't own a church. I'm just a pastor, a child of God, but I don't own a church. Yeah, I was in South Africa. I, I studied there at Inisa, and I was, you know, in South Africa for about uh, eight, nine years. There about the terrain, the culture to an extent, uh, South Africa. I've been to so many other countries for my speaking engagements, uh, radio, TV programs. I'm a business consultant, a motivational speaker, and uh, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, <laughs> and that's all I think, uh, yeah, for now. I'm also a published author. I've written about three books, so that's all. So, you know, um, Dugut Kelly, thank you very much for allowing me to stalk you on social media and um, responding to my messages. Um, you know, we know that now not everybody uh, responds to DMs because DMs are now not what they used to be uh, before. But, um, you know, before we get into the conversation for today, I saw an interesting post that you shared um, on, on, on social media. And hence my um, reason why I, I decided to, um, you know, invite you to have this conversation with me today. Um, on the Father's Feet, as I mentioned to you earlier, we look at having conversations with men um, about men around the issues that are challenging men. And one of the issues that are challenging men is sex. Um, yes, I said it, it's sex. And that is something that um, as a young man, you know, um, I've seen, I've heard and I've experienced for myself. And I thought, you know what, when I saw this letter, let me, you know, engage with you so that we have this conversation and, 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 and share it. Let me not keep it to myself. I've shared it on my social media pages. And I thought, let's not just leave it in words, but let's really talk about it. And the title of the letter that you wrote, Dangers of Sexual Sex. And I love the first part where it says, I'm writing this letter to those who are genuinely born again, but they are struggling with some secret sins because I was once there. Talk us through that, that first, 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 first line that you had there. 
maybe share your experience with us. Um, dangers of sexual sin. What led you to write the letter? Okay, uh, it will shock you that I am not the owner of that work. I'm not the one that wrote it. Yeah, it's one of those pieces that uh, you come around, you, you come across, and the author gave you uh, permission to share because uh, he or she has written it to impact lives that people should get to read about it, you know. But uh, I personalized it, you know, and um, I won't lie to you, that uh, post was a very uh, brave move because initially when I, you know, I'm, I'm a very bold writer, when I post some things, you see people stop, they start unliking my page, but I don't care, I want to speak the truth. But that post actually, you know, for some reason, for some strange reasons, gave me a lot of followers. And I said, wow. So people still want to hear the truth. Uh, personally, uh, I, I, as a young man, I, won't, I, I cannot say that uh, like I, I steal or I am violent. or The only thing I think I commit is a sin of fornication, you know. So it became a huge... Uh, problem to me and like I, I didn't even know how to stop way back and I really want to serve God I love God you know so that I can sing work in the church but deeply I'm into these things pornography I masturbate you know I do all of these things and I really want to stop I have tried all I can you know like uh, you know say, I say God if I do it again kill me you know and mm -hmm. God won't kill me and I will still go do it sometimes I fast and pray and Nothing is working. One day, I was in the toilet, and I just prayed a simple prayer. Holy Spirit, help me. I can't mm. help myself. I really want to stop this thing. It wasn't a serious prayer. I just said that from my mind. And it, like, it was like I, I, I slept. Like I fell into a trance or something. You know, just, you're not sleeping, but like you're mm. sleeping. Mm. And surprisingly, I saw a big snake leaving me big snake leaving me like from my body coming out filled the room I was going and I it's like there was a man standing close to me and I asked how did this big snake enter inside my body you know and he said as you behold you become mm. from the pornographies you've been watching and all of those things and that, that's how you got infected I said what so cut a long story short from that day that appetite died. From that day, I did not do it again. From that day, those things that tend to arouse me, irritate me so much that I want to do something about it. I want to tell somebody about it. I want to preach about it. And so that was the turning point of my life. So um, that is really, really, really what helped me. And it's a good thing that I got that deliverance you know, at the, at the time I got it, because uh, I've been married for like six years or so, and I have not touched another woman since I've been married. I have been that faithful. Do good. Because Kelly, I got my deliverance. Can I hold you there? Because I want us to work our way to that part. Because a lot of men are struggling with sexual sin in their marriages. But before we go and address men that are in marriage, can we start what 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 is sexual sin you know because i think a lot of people we we want to talk about this openly and i want people to understand i personally believe for us to be able to help each other 
we, we need to start at the point where we have the same understanding. So I want people who view this, who listen to this, to have an understanding what is sexual sin so that a person does not listen to it and say, no, this is Linda and uh, Dugut Kelly's issue only. It's not for me because one, two, three, four, five is not listed. Because when we talk about sex, people think intercourse only and they don't realize pornography, masturbation and so forth, that they are they fall part of sexual sin as well. Maybe just help us with what is sexual sin? Okay, uh, sexual sin, uh, put in the layman's uh, language, it's a sin, sin that has something to do with sex and sexual, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of brothers and sisters you know, there is a way we, especially this generation, there's a way we label a, you know, we label an old poison in a new bottle. Mm. Yes. We call it different names, and you know, all that, uh, you know, something like that. But the sin is a sin. They call baby mama, mm. you know, they call it uh, a partner, they call it uh, whatever. But the truth is still down there in our truth. So, sexual sin is. Uh, Committing those acts that involve some form of gaining sexual pleasure and all of those things that uh, you know that is concerned with that, that is together with all those things. But the, the the basic thing is anything that you do with your body that does not glorify God. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is just the way it is because. You can be committing a sexual sin without necessarily having penetration. You can be committing a sexual sin by being alone in the room without anyone. So whatever you do with your body, with your private parts, with your eyes, with your mouth, with your hands, that does not glorify God. Hmm. And you get some kind of pleasure from it. That's a sexual sin. Sure. So maybe let's let's work through some types of sexual sins so that we, we speak directly to them. Earlier on, you mentioned pornography. You mentioned masturbation. Um, what else can we regard as sexual sin? Uh, the act, the sexual act itself. Sexual act itself, okay. They do not have uh, audio stimulation. Hmm. What you call telephone sex. Yes. It's very common uh, in America. I don't know of this part of the world, but they you pay, they, they pay. Um, this, there's people who are specializing in those things. You, so you, you, you pay them, and they call you and on phone and the guy will eventually get some pleasure from it. So that's another kind of uh, sexual sin. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, basically that. Okay. They have the one in a book and you, like a magazine. Hmm. You, you, those uh, erotic magazines. I used to see a lot of them in uh, one shop called uh, Adult World. 
yes, some yes. side tutorial sometime yeah they sell it there then so that's another 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 kind of another form of uh, you know uh, servicing all right now do good kelly you know we're human beings made in the image of god and fortunately and unfortunately we have this desire in us and we we've allowed ourselves to awaken it um, whether through pornography you know through conversations with friends through various ways that um, have led us now to be stuck with this behavior in our lives like you said it, uh, earlier when you were mentioning that you struggled with it i'll say myself as well i struggled with it or i struggle with it and it's hard as a man to actually talk about it but before we get to the help part can we talk really about the dangers of sexual sin as do good kelly growing up having experienced this as a pastor as a man what would you say are the dangers of sexual sin? Okay, um, the, the, the effects, the dangers of these sexual sins cannot be overemphasized. They, they can't. If I have to categorize them, first you have the physical dangers, but that cannot be compared to the spiritual ones. You, no matter the number of women you sleep with as a man, Whenever you see them, something in your brain tells you, I have slept with this. You don't forget that action. You don't forget. You don't. And number two, there is a danger of you losing something spiritually that you, you are involved in this act. And when you are involved in this act, you are, you are putting a limit to the level of your growth spiritually. You can't pray the way you should. You can't have spiritual warfare victory that you should you will even doubt your prayers you will doubt yourself that faith required of you in the finished work of christ you won't you you, you can't build your faith because the devil will be telling you hey come on now drop your hands you we, i know what you did yesterday or mm. which god are you talking about you know stuff like that. you always feel not good enough so some of these dangers are you might wake up one morning and you're getting married to one innocent girl, one good innocent girl that knows nothing. And now she's your wife and you want her to be, you know, you want to put it there, put it there, give it to me and all of those things. And she can't do it. It's not, before you know it, you say my wife, my marriage is boring, you know, mm. because you have been exposed to things that you're not supposed to. There's something called forbidden knowledge. It's not everything a man should know. It's just like there's some knowledge that it's so forbidden that they lock them and they, they lock the door with a key. But people go to access those knowledge from the window. Yeah. And those knowledge can only destroy you. So those are the, some of the physical dangers. And, and the consequences of these actions could be you would have sustained some, some, some injuries from your penis, some arteries or veins. Uh, your womb would have been damaged there, yeah, because of the medicines you've been taking, because of uh, sexual, uh, sexual uh, transmitted diseases, your kidney is packing up somewhere. You've done so much. Now you are 35, you're 40, 
you're a successful career person, but you don't have the health to enjoy your life again. So there is so much to lose. There is so much to lose, I tell you the truth. And you always be a spiritual baby. You can be born again for 50 years, but you can never grow. You can't, you can't do anything. You just keep repeating the class. Yeah. God is a principal God. Yeah. And if you cannot tell yourself the truth, you cannot break out from sexual sin. The only thing you can be doing is you'll be clever every day on how to cover it, how to hide it. But if you die in that state, you go to hell. God forbid. Sure. Uh, Duku, clearly you're calling us out. You're calling us out because I, I can attest to that as myself. Um, I've seen how it has limited me in, in my operation for the things of God. It has limited my advancement in life because rightly, as you said, your mind constantly reminds you that you've slept with that person, you've slept with that person, you've slept with that person. And the effects of it physically, um, I think, uh, are something that we don't take seriously, both physically and spiritually. Because I liked what you said in the letter in the beginning, you wrote this specifically for those who are genuinely born again. Is and, and you just mentioned how we've become so good in hiding it. Is, is this something that you have seen within believers, within us, the saved, the born again ones, that we've become so good in hiding it that during the week we are busy and then come weekend, you know, we look all good in our suits and ties because it closes up and shields everything, our impurities, our, um, you know, everything and also Sure. Yeah. There's there's a lot there's a lot going on in my mind as we have this conversation. Is this something that you are seeing within the body of Christ, and not only men, women as well? Because sex does not affect men only; it also affects men. Is is it something that you've been seeing engaging in ministry that we're good in hiding this um, the secret that we are holding inside? You see. There is something that we need to understand as men. God is spirit. And we pray every day. It's communication. And for us to communicate with God, we must speak the language God understands. God does not understand every language. Prayers made in sin, God will not hear. He said it's not his wish that we perish, but that all should come to repentance. Number two, God said that we are the apple of his eyes. He is residing in us. But the thing is, God cannot reside in a dirty place. That is why we must be purified in our hearts so that we can constantly host the presence of God there. It is the Holy Spirit in us that makes us to live a righteous life. So if the Holy Spirit can't come in, we can't succeed in this Christian race. So you need to play your part. One step at a time, you try. With the Holy Spirit there, you'll be winning every day, slowly but surely. So that is what happens 
when we become born again, it's like a black goat that became a white sheep. The white sheep cannot be black again, yes. But if the white sheep goes to play, like the black friend. Are you with me? Yes, Are yes, you I me? can still hear you. Okay. If the white sheep goes to play where the go black goat is, the white sheep gets stained. And that is where you need the blood of Jesus to wash, to keep you white. But if you now die with that stain, you will not be allowed into heaven because you are stained, but you're just born again. So, sexual sin is a sin that the devil knows that when we engage, we constantly repel the Holy Spirit. We constantly repel God from dwelling in us because he knows when the Holy Spirit comes, he's defeated. He'll be helping us. He said, likewise, the Spirit of God helpeth our infirmities. Yeah. That's what we, 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 that, that we pray the way we ought not to. He said, but the Spirit of God, what? Help us with groanings that cannot be uttered. So in your spirit, man, you are, there's that war raging between good and evil. But you are trying your best. Jesus is interceding for you. The Holy Spirit is there. You are like a man who is drowning, but you are screaming for help. So we know that you don't want to be there. You want to come out. There is hope for you. Those people are the people that will go to heaven. Not those who are already swimming and enjoying the water. That is my problem with my brothers and sisters in the church. They are in the dark. Now they begin to start saying in the dark instead of trying to reach out for the light. Hmm. good, Kelly, what earlier on you mentioned your experience of this. What, what, how has your experience been in talking about it? Because I feel that yes, you're a pastor and we come to, we come to church and the pastor preaches, repent, repent, uh, do not sin, do not do this, do not do that, do not do that. But we seldomly have these conversations where Dukud Kelly, who is somebody I'm looking up to, is able to share the experience and say, Linda, as a young man, yes, you are going through this, but you're not alone. I've gone through it. Yes, it is wrong, but this is how you can come out of it. Have, have you ever spoken about it openly? And how has that experience been for you? You see, younger generation only like one thing, and that's success. When you are poor, broke, dirty, you don't get the attention. When you're clean, you have money, you drive a good car, stay in a good house. When you call them and sit them down, they will listen to you. Mm. First. Secondly, I realized that I read a lot of books. It didn't help me. I went to different programs, crusade. It didn't help me really. Personally, yeah, God had to come down to help me, you know, through that dream and all of that. But there was something I discovered that there is no place they save, they store saved Christians. Like, oh, you are born again. Okay, we are storing you people. Okay, you are saved. 
you have been delayed. No, no, no. The only way to ensure victory completely is like a war movie when you're in captivity and they send armies to come and rescue you from the enemy's camp. When they cut you free, do you know what they do? They give you a gun and you join the army to start escaping. That is it. So when I got delivered, I start delivering people. That is the only way out. So the Bible says what? He said, uh, uh, um, we should work, guide our heart diligently yeah. for out of it come the issues of life. So I go out there. And I tell you that I have been there. And the only way you can come out is by accepting that you have been wrong. Repent. Ask Jesus to help you. When you have done that, go out there and start telling people. Sin, strive in secrecy. So as soon as you expose it, you are free. It will be hard for you to sleep with a girl that you are praying for. Yes. It will be hard for you to sleep with a lady that you have evangelized to. So in that case, the gospel becomes your defense. So it is because of people like you I'm talking to now, the, 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 the thousands of people that are following me up on my page, that is why I have remained clean. Because of them. So they are helping me more than they think I'm helping them. So when I think of, I have to preach tomorrow, I have to mentor this person tomorrow, I have to be, I have no choice than to be straight up because personally alone of motivation. That is the essence of life. Live your life to possibly positively impact other people. So mm -hmm. the only way out of it is repent and start preaching to people that it is not good. As you keep doing that, you keep having boldness, your days start counting. Before you know it, you are one, two, three years, five years free. Yeah. Now, Dunku Kelly, somebody is listening to this and they're saying, I hear you, but I'm struggling with this thing. You know, like you mentioned earlier, I've been to that crusade. I have prayed that prayer. Uh, pastor, what, what poured water on me. I have fasted. I have done so many things. Um, Struck, and yet I'm still struggling with this sexual sin and I want out. I want out of it. What would your advice be to them? How do they get out? You see, uh, they said anything you are not taught to do, you won't do it well. You will do it, but you will not do it well. Every man should have a mentor. It's very important. Someone you can talk to. Mm -hmm. You must tell yourself the truth. This is my problem. I don't want it anymore. And you start praying. Repent and pray. When you have done that, when you get a mentor, you, it now gives you some practical steps to follow, to break free. But I have told you the easy one, the easiest one that you can do, even right now, anybody listening to me can do that. You kneel down, confess your sins to God, 
say, Lord, I am sorry, I'm just a man of clay. I drink things like water. I masturbate. I did that, 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 that. Have mercy on me. I'm sorry. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me. Come and be the Lord of my life. And I'll serve you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, you have done that. Now stand up. Go and meet those your friends. Start telling them your new decision. Format your phone. Take out some people. Their phone is 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 is, is a den of iniquity. Format the phone. Delete those those things. Empty your closet. Then you start. You become a soldier. That is the easiest way. Because. There's no way your it's like an old soldier, you always know how to shoot the gun. That is why anything you have not done now, don't even try to think or to do it because sins they have residue. Even when you have been delivered from it, there's still some residue that won't come to come and be trying you to fall. That is where when you are working practically, preaching the gospel, it becomes your defense, it saves. The gospel of Christ saves. So any Christian that's not doing evangelism, that's not doing soul winning, is wasting his or her time because that is the only thing that is important to God. We have been saved to save others. That is why I don't do pulpit ministry. I do the marketplace ministry because Jesus Christ did not come for people in the church. He came for people that are not saved. Those are in the marketplace, your neighbor, the guy in the street. Those are the people that Jesus Christ came to die for. So when you have accepted him, the way you say thank you to Jesus is going back to do what he loves. And that's a great commission, soul winning. So once you repent, you go start winning souls, and that is where your deliverance is complete. Because the more you the, the more you start doing things to please God, fleshly things start dying. The spirit within gets reactivated daily, and you be you be you be transformed into a new man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when people become born again. Most people, is they're like babies, you give birth to them and you leave them there on the bed. You don't give them milk, you don't give them water, you don't care for them. With time, they will die. So as a born-again Christian, when you start fellowshipping with God, you know, reading your Bible, praying, going to preach the gospel, it's like you're taking milk. You know, they uh, breast milk every day, water every day. You will be growing. Before you know it, you look say, wow, look at how I was, look at how I am now. That is how it is. So nothing works. It's soul winning, evangelism, preaching the gospel of Christ. That is the quick medicine. That's my opinion anyway. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I... I guess at this point in time if anybody who is listening to this message um, might feel that this is only for Christians um, I think let us ensure them that Jesus Christ is the way even if you are not saved the way out of a sinful life is 
to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? You know, there's so many thoughts in my mind and there's so many other questions I, I really want to ask you, um, touching on married men, because uh, married men are dabbing into the sin of having multiple pleasures, because one of the things I've realized is that if you cannot stop this behavior or deal with the sin in your single state, it will trouble you the moment you are in marriage. I don't know if there's something that you have seen, uh, but I want us to, to, to maybe touch a bit on it and we'll arrange for another podcast where we will talk on how it affects marriages because um, it's one thing that it affects me as a single man uh, because I'm alone. Um, yes, there's other people around me and so forth, but with, a mar- with marriage, I'm pretty sure that it affects, sexual sin affects marriage or married people differently to um, single people. Yeah, yeah, when it comes to marriage, when you are involved in these several sins, you, you're breaking covenant and you don't want to go there. Covenant is like, you know, God is always faithful. Covenant is like a tire attached to a car. Then you bring the third party, which is the, 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 the bolt and knot to seal it up. That bolt and knot is God in the marriage. So, whether the car is heading towards a collision, the tire is still attached. Good or bad is there. That's marriage. So when you are involved in these acts, you are first taking out that bolt and not train God out of it. As soon as you throw God out, no so long the tire will come out of the car and the marriage will scatter. Hmm. You see that? Yeah. So we have married men who build with one hand and they destroy with another hand just because they are professional liars. Hmm. They have not been caught yet. <laughs> but very soon, don't worry, to be showing their finances. Trust yeah. me, cheating this is expensive. True, true, true. Do good, Kelly. We're going to have another one. We're really going to have another one because I I like your post. Um, As I mentioned earlier, when I was talking to you before we started recording, um, I I want to help, genuinely want to help. And I know that it starts with a conversation, Um, you know, and I hope that through the conversation that we've had, it will help other men. It's helping me. And I know that people will look back and will say my life changed because of this conversation. So thank you very much for for joining me all the way from Nigeria. Um, I appreciate you. Um, And before we go, I just want you to pray um, because, you know, as much as this is a podcast and I'm also making sure that it, it not only speaks to Christian men, but men in general. But I know that the foundation of it is salvation. And as we have this conversation, it is to lead men to Christ. 
so that they know that yes, all of us, we are not immune to these challenges because we are of Christ, but we have Christ with us, the hope of our salvation, who helps us and sees us through these challenges. You know, the glory of, of, of knowing that you are forgiven before you even do anything. So please, um, may I give you an opportunity to just pray for men. Um, any brother that is out there listening to this and they're saying, I want to repent, I want to change, uh, please take a moment and just pray for, for us as men in general that the Lord will help us to repent from the dangers, to firstly be aware of the dangers of sin and to repent so that we can be able to live holy and righteously before God. Okay, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for today. We thank you for all that you have done. We thank you for the miracles that we see every day. First, we come before your throne room of grace and we ask for mercy. Forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We ask that the Holy Spirit come and help us Show us the way we should go. Take us from where we are right now to that place you have prepared for us. And those things that are holding us back from maximizing our potential, those secret sins, oh God. Father, let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened even right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, send help our way that this spirit of sexual immorality be destroyed. Search us true and true. Uproot that tree of sin. Uproot that tree of evil. That pleasures of sin. Be gone right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Make us a new man that you will be proud of. A vessel of honor that in the end will be, will, will be part of your kingdom here on earth, spreading the good news of Christ. And all glory will give to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you very much, um, Dugut Kelly. Um, I appreciate that you took your time to, to share the word and to pray and to really, um, you know, speak to me on this topic. Um, it's not common. Um, a lot of people are running away from telling the truth on the dangers of sexual sin. And one of the things that the Lord is speaking to me about this year has been accountability. And, um, you know, this is a way of holding us men accountable to say, how do we live holy and righteously? And firstly, it is to expose the things that... Um, that the things that we are hiding. So thank you very much. And um, I will reach out to you again and uh, prepare for our next uh, post very soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much.